us without exception, whether we're believers or whether we're unbelievers, will die. There's no maybe here. Our years will have a definite end. The Bible makes this very clear. Hebrews 9 verse 27 tells us that it is appointed unto men once to die. Death is an unavoidable reality for all of us. One day, congregation, one day you will stop breathing. I will stop breathing. Our hearts will stop beating. One day there will be a New Year's Eve when you will not be here. I don't mean just not in this church, but not on the earth. Not here at all. There will be a day when your body, when, your, my, when, when my body will be lifeless. Our years on earth will have an end. But God's years won't. They They will never end. Isn't that humbling? Doesn't it tell us that life is not about us, but about Him? Yet how often have we lived this past year having that turned around, more concerned about ourselves than about God? But as if as if that's not humbling enough, as if the fact that your years and my years have a definite, unavoidable end in contrast to God's never-ending years isn't humbling enough. Think also of how quickly, how quickly the end of our years comes. Did you notice how the psalmist in Psalm 102 describes his life, congregation? He doesn't describe it as years. He describes it as days. In verses 23 and 24, the psalmist refers to his life in terms of days, in striking contrast to God's years. And he doesn't just do that there in in those verses. In verse 3, he says, my days are consumed, or you could translate vanish like smoke. In verse 11, he says, my days are like a shadow that declines or a shadow that lengthens. Children, you can picture this. You can picture a a campfire and and you see the smoke coming up and once it gets to a certain point, then it, it just disappears into the air. It's gone. Or, or you can think of maybe children you like to play on, on these nice sunny days in the late afternoon and, and in the evening. You, you play outside and, and you notice how quickly your shadow gets longer as, a, as the sun goes down. And, and before you know it, the sun's gone and your shadow is gone too. It happens so quickly. And the psalmist is saying that's the way our lives are. That's the way our days are. They go by so quickly. And before you know it, you're at the end. At the end of your days. You know, I was visiting with someone older than me the other day, and he he was saying this very thing. How quickly, how quickly life goes by. When we're young and healthy, we we don't often think about that. We don't realize it. That's why it's good to also visit with, with older people. But Psalm 90 also reminds us of this, doesn't it? When it says in verse 10, the days of our years are threescore and ten or seventy. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore or eighty years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off. And we fly away. 
Our lives, congregation, are like a breath. Or as Psalm 103 puts it, the very next psalm after our, our text, man's days are as grass. As a flower of the field, he flourishes. How long does a flower flourish in a field? Maybe a few days, maybe a few weeks. But then the wind passes over it, and it is gone. The place thereof shall know it no more. Don't we hear this happening on the news every single day? Didn't we hear of it in the past week with the, the massive snowstorm that hit the, hit the U.S. And, and, and caused dozens of deaths? And what about the deaths this year of the people that we knew? People who were old, people who were young, people whom we love, People who we never imagined would die this year. Died. Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day, wrote the author of that well-known hymn, Abide With Me. And so how humbling it is, how humbling it is to consider that in contrast to God's never-ending years. His years are throughout all generations. His years shall have no end. Congregation, you and I are about to put another year behind us. A year we cannot have back. A year that we cannot redo. How quickly it has flown by. So much has happened. In comparison to last New Year's Eve, we now have one less year, 365 less days to live on this earth. We are a whole year closer to the end of our lives. But, but God, He isn't. How humbling it is to realize that, to realize that, that His years will continue forever, long after, forever after, our lives on this earth come to an end. Who is a God like Him? Our years, our days have an end, and that end is unavoidable. That end comes quickly, and that end, congregation, is deserved. It's deserved because we're sinners. And death, not just spiritual death, not just eternal death, but also physical death, is the wages of sin. God had warned Adam that he would surely die if he ate of that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If, if Adam had obeyed God, he and we would have lived forever on this earth. None of us would ever have known death. We would have lived forever in perfect fellowship and harmony with God. But Adam and we, in Adam, threw it away. Adam took and he ate that forbidden fruit. And so by him, the Bible says, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. For that all have sinned. That's why, congregation, our years come to an end. That's why our days come to an end. God's years shall have no end. That could have been true about us. It could have been true. But it's not. It's not because of our sin. Isn't that so humbling? We could have had a perfect and everlasting life with God on earth if only we had not sinned. But we did. We are sinners. And we are sinners who still sin. Don't we have to humbly confess that? Also as, as we look back at this past year. How much sin did you commit in 2022? 2022? 
in your thoughts, in your words, in your actions? How many sins of commission are, are you and I guilty of? How many sins of omission? Oh, how humbling it should be, how humbling it is that God's years shall have no end. And our years do because of our sin. The end of 2022 reminds us that one day our years, our days, our lives on earth will end, but God's years will never end. How humbling that is. But, but the truth that God's years have, have no end is not only so humbling, it's also so very sobering as we consider now in our second point. Look at, look at what the verses right before our text say in verse, beginning at verse 25. Of old hast thou, God, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou, remember I pointed out the contrast here, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment, as a vesture or a cloak shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. You see what it's saying? It's saying that the entire universe, all creation, the heavens and the earth are going to perish and be changed. God will change it. But he himself, the Lord, is the only one who will remain unchanged and everlasting. And that's sobering. That's sobering because it reveals to us the folly of ignoring and fighting against God and the folly of putting our hope in the creation. The Lord is the same. Literally, the text says, Thou art He. It reminds us, doesn't it, of, of how the Lord came to Moses in, in the wilderness, in the, in the burning bush. And he, he revealed His name as, I am what I am. I do not change. My years shall have no end. Period. You cannot get rid of or destroy the Lord God, congregation. It's impossible. He is the same. His years shall have no end. You may ignore and resist and fight against him, but one day you and I will have to face him. We will have to face this unchanging, everlasting God as the holy and the perfectly righteous judge, the everlasting king. What a sobering thing that is. How have you come to the end of this year, congregation? Are you here tonight as one who has been and, and still is ignoring God? As one who is resisting Him and who is fighting against Him, who doesn't want anything to do with Him? Maybe you say, no, pastor, I've been faithful. I've been faithful in church attendance. I, I've been faithful in my personal and my family devotions. I, but that's not the question. That's not the question. The question goes far deeper than that. Have you been, are you ignoring, resisting, fighting against God? You see, you can be doing plenty of religious things, congregation. We can be doing plenty of religious things, but still be ignoring God, still being resisting and fighting against Him, but refusing to take God's word seriously, by, by, by telling yourself, God will never see my sin. 
by refusing to seek God in and through and by His Son, Jesus Christ, you are ignoring God. You are resisting Him. You are fighting against Him. The one whose years shall never end. It's a sobering thing. Psalm 10 verse 16 puts it this way. The Lord is King forever and ever. The heathen, meaning those who do not bow the knee to Him and submit to Him, are perished out of His land. The Lord at this very moment or this very night, even before the new year begins, congregation, could bring your years here on earth to an end. Think of that rich man. You, you remember, children, that rich man in, in Luke 12 that Lord Jesus told, told about. How he had a really good harvest one year, and, 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 and what did he do? Well, he, he, he said, well, what shall I do with all this? And he decided to store it all up for himself. Even, even though it meant he had to tear down the, the barns that he had and build bigger ones, he, he said, that's what I'm going to do. And then he said to himself this, So, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Eat, drink, and be merry. Isn't that what so many people are planning to do tonight? Maybe that's what you are, are planning to do as well. And of course, it's not wrong to, to enjoy time with family and, and friends. But let us remember also what God said to that man. Fool, this night your soul shall be required of you. Then whose so shall those things be which you have provided? The point is, congregation, that we need to see here is, is that our lives, our lives are not in our control. They're, they're in God's control. And He, in His sovereign, everlasting authority and power, can end your years, can end my years at any moment. What if He would end it tonight? What if you would die tonight? Would you die? Would you die as His enemy? Oh, how sobering that would be for you to meet the infinitely majestic, everlasting God and face, have to face His everlasting wrath and indignation. Do you see? Do you see how sobering it is that God's years shall have no end? Oh, how it calls us to repent, doesn't it? To turn, turn from our sin, to turn to Him, to cry out to Him for mercy, to kiss the Son, to, to submit to His Son, submit to the Lord Jesus Christ, whom God has anointed to be the King and the Savior for all who look to Him and trust in Him. How foolish it would be to go into a new year f fighting and resisting this God. But how foolish, too, it is to end this year putting our hope and trust in anything besides God. You think with me again about the, the sobering reality in verse 26, that the heavens and the earth, as they are today, will perish. They will not last. Yes, they were made by God. They, they're the works of, of His hands. But they will perish. But not God. He will endure. His years shall have no end. Doesn't that tell us, congregation, how foolish it is to put our hope and our trust in the creation? And yet how easy that is to do, isn't it? 
How easy it is to live thinking somehow that this world will continue forever. How easy it is to think that life is, is about being comfortable here. And that's all it is about. How easy it is to live for the things of this world and forget that the world is passing away, that one day all of it will end. As Peter tells us in 2 Peter 3, the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. But God will endure. You know, when we moved to Colhurst a few months ago, when we went for a walk around our neighborhood, we noticed that there was a house that had been badly damaged by, by fire. And back in, I think, September, we weren't around then, so we didn't see the fire, but, but it was there all boarded up. And, and the other day, we, we, we walked by there again, and it was gone. The house had been completely torn down all the way to its foundation. And you know, that's exactly what's going to happen to this present creation. It's going to be torn down, as it were. Even the foundation will be dug up and removed. Its days are numbered. It will come to an end, but God will endure. His years shall have no end. And so, congregation, that raises a serious question for all of us, also as we look back on this past year. What have we lived for? What have we lived for? Where has our hope and our trust been? Has it been in the God whose years shall never end? Or has it been in the temporary things, in the, in, the, in the creation, in the passing pleasures of this life? Have we lived in a way that shows that we are strangers and pilgrims on the earth, that our minds are not set on things here below, but on things above? Did our lives, did my life, did your life declare plainly that you and I desire the heavenly country? Did we remember, did we remember that here we have no continuing city? And did we instead, were we instead this past year seeking the one to come? God's years shall have no end. How sobering that is for all of us in one way or another. Also as we come to the end of another year. And how it calls us and urges us all to find our hope and our confidence and our salvation only in the Lord Jesus Christ. To find our refuge in Him, the one who came and who lived in this world, but never, ever, once, for a moment, set his heart on its pleasures. But instead, he went, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, to go to the cross, who endured the cross, despising the shame. Why? Why? To save. To save sinners like you and me. To reconcile sinners to God. And by His shed blood to cleanse us, to forgive the sins of all who confess their sins to Him and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Yes, also the sins and the unrighteousness, all the sins, all the unrighteousnesses of twenty. 22. Well, maybe you say, can that really be true? Is that really true also, even for me? Well, that brings us, that brings us to our third point. God's years shall have no end. That's not only so humbling and, and so sobering, it's also so comforting. It's also so comforting for all who look to God in faith. 
The comfort that God's years shall have no end is actually the, really the main application in this psalm. Each time the truth that God is everlasting and endures is mentioned. And remember, it's mentioned how many times? Four times. In verse 12, in verse 24, in verse 26, and in verse 27. Each of those times, it serves, it's serving as the psalmist's comfort and his hope as his anchor in, in the midst of his trouble, in the midst of his suffering. How can that be? How can it be that, that this truth, God's years shall have no end, is, is so comforting for the psalmist? And how, how can it be so comforting, comforting also for us? Well, in the first place, it's so comforting because this God whose years shall have no end is, He is the Savior God. You see that coming out in verse 12. As a psalmist, as he, as he turns away from, from his own personal trials and, and, he, and he considers God, but thou shall endure forever. That gives him hope and comfort and even confidence that the Lord will come and will save his people in his mercy and his grace. That he, the Lord, will build up Zion. That he will regard and not despise the prayer of the destitute. Yes, that he will hear the groaning of the prisoner and loose the bonds of those that are appointed to death. Yes, even the peoples and the kingdoms, those peoples and kingdoms outside the nation of Israel would be gathered together to serve the Lord. You see what the psalmist is saying? He's saying, the Lord, He is the Savior God and He is my God, He says in verse 24. And so that gives him comfort. The God who endures, whose years shall have no end is the faithful Savior. My only comfort in life and death is that I belong, body and soul, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, doesn't that give us comfort also as we ourselves come to the end of this year? The God whom we worship, congregation, the God who was the Savior God at the beginning of this year is still the Savior God now at the end of this year. He is here to save and to help even any poor and needy sinner who tonight looks to Him, who looks back on, on this year and, and sees all sin and and. And, and unbelief. He is here to save and to help such a sinner who looks to him in faith. His years have no end. And this reality, this comfort becomes all the richer when you understand that this truth, the truth that God's years shall have no end is ultimately speaking. It's ultimately speaking, congregation, about Jesus Christ. How do I know? Well, we know it because of Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1, verses 10 through 12. Hebrews 1, you remember, is a, a chapter that begins by, by demonstrating the greatness of Jesus Christ. He is greater, especially in Hebrews 1 there, the, the focus is on him, him being greater even than the angels. And the author there in Hebrews 1, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he proves that by, by quoting several Old Testament passages that reveal that Jesus is God himself. And, and then he comes in verses 10 to 12, he comes and he quotes, he quotes Psalm 102, verses 25 to 27. He quotes those words as words that the Father spoke to his Son. Jesus, thou, Lord, 
In the beginning has laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. So Jesus, as Lord, as God's Son, as very God, was there in the beginning. He was actively involved together with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit in the creation of the world. And because he is God, he is everlasting, he will be actively involved then also in the end of this world and in the transformation of it on the last day. As verse 11 continues, again, still quoting Psalm 102, They shall perish, that heavens and earth, but thou remainest. And they all shall wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture or a cloak shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou, still speaking of Jesus Christ, thou, the Father's words to the Son, thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. You see, the one whose years shall never end is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ. He is everlasting. And so he himself is here in our text as the God whose years shall have no end. Oh, what a comfort that is. What a comfort that is also at the end of 2022. Because it means, you see, that his shed blood is available also to cleanse all the sins and unrighteousness of this past year in your life. It will cleanse all who go to him in repentance and faith, who confess their sins to him. Oh, that doesn't make our sins a light thing. No, but it gives hope. It gives comfort to all who by faith in Jesus Christ turn from their sin to God. If any man sin, John writes in 1 John 2 verse 1, we have, we have, not had, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is, not was, but he is the propitiation, the atonement that satisfies, the sacrifice that satisfies God for our sins, for his years shall have no end. Isn't that the comfort that you and I need? It's a comfort because it assures them of his salvation, his forgiveness, but it also assures, it also assures them of his preservation and the final glorification of his church. And it comes out again in the middle of the psalm, but, but especially also in the last verse, right on the heels of our text. Verse 27, our text says, But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. And then what follows? The children of thy servants shall continue and their seed shall be established before thee. You see, the fact that God endures forever, that Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, endures forever gives hope and strength to the psalmist. It assures him that God will be faithful. He will be faithful to his promises. That a faithful church shall serve him till generations end, as we sing in Psalter 50. From Psalm 22. It assures them that God will not forsake his people, but will keep them and will preserve them and will settle them. Yes, even give them to everlasting life, real life, life with God in heaven, so that their years, though they will end on this earth, shall have no end. Ultimately speaking, no end, because when they die, they will go to be with God in heaven. And then when the Lord comes again, There will be everlasting life in the new heavens and new earth. The psalmist had that hope and that comfort. And it was his hope and his comfort even in the midst of his suffering. 
And congregation, so can we, you and I, dear, dear struggling, dear suffering believer here tonight, can have that comfort because that hope and that comfort is based on this unchanging fact. God's years shall have no end. What is one thing? What is one thing that we can know about ourselves that we can't know about God? His years. We can know how old we are, but we can't know how old God is. We have seen something of how humbling that is, that God's years shall have no end, how sobering that is, and how comforting that is. The congregation, what a blessing it is to end our year 2022 in the house of this God. I don't mean, I don't mean this building. None of us are going to be here at the end of this year, I presume, at 12 a.m. I mean God's spiritual house. The house made up of believers, of God's people. Is that the house you will be in? Amen. Let us